program is created by Technocofe, your free online knowledge sharing website based out in London. When I work on cloud now, I, I used to work on Kubernetes before, but now because of uh, more and more projects related to cloud coming to me, I'm not getting chance to have something to do myself on Kubernetes as in hands-on, but of course, if something comes up to me and I'll perform that part, I will for sure share my learning experience or anything new which I came up during working on that aspect as well. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Get Certified Together series. This is episode number 30 I'm recording today and I'm not really keeping track of how many we have done for CCSP specifically. Anyhow, it's not relevant. In today's episode, we'll be covering some more topics related to data security. We have already covered some of the key technologies which are used for data security like encryption, masking, tokenization, data loss prevention system. What we'll be covering today is data classification and how we can implement different type of data classification solution, how we can even segregate the data itself and why it's important of course we need to understand why it's required at first place beside data classification i'll be covering irm as well now to be honest i have heard about irm for the first time as well i am working in cloud and have a good idea about cloud security or generic cyber security in itself but i am hearing about this solution of irm for the first time it will be a good session when we will be covering something related to irm irm is information rights management which if i can give you an example in some of the apps these days i can see like banking apps in my bank if i take try to take snapshot of any card detail or or anything which is part of my my mobile device and this is the app which I am opening from my own account yet, but I'm trying to take snapshot. It stopped me from doing that. So that's one of the good example of IRM or 
how to preserve how to block someone from accessing any information on any device so it's one of very good solution which is now more and more relevant as we are discussing more about security and how different organizations are using security solutions in different places to make sure that data is always intact data is always secure that's about IRM we'll be covering that as well beside that one of the thing which I discussed with you last time if you remember it's about different type of clouds and why someone should be preferring working on more and more number of clouds if not more and more but at least two any two cloud solution it is quite relevant and you should be having multiple knowledge instead of having an expertise in in a particular cloud solution and one of the challenge which i myself faced while i was pushing my code to azure during that whole one week period when we discussed last time and i told you guys about different challenges of working on on different cloud solution and i faced something similar myself i was trying to push code related to net gateway on azure and i was kind of reusing the same design which i put for aws of course i write a different code with different modules but it failed and later only i realized that net gateway in azure works slightly in a different way compared to the aws net gateway and i had to rewrite everything i had to modify the whole code according to azure but again those challenges actually uh, made me realize how different the two solutions are and as time will move on as i keep on continuing this work i will be of course having a good idea about different type of cloud technologies and different type of cloud solutions so uh, my suggestion if luckily i am getting the chance to work upon different cloud solution as part of my job my day job if you are not getting the chance by yourself my suggestion is uh, keep understanding or keep learning yourself from other channels maybe maybe subscribe to cloud guru or something or just learn from youtube or listen to some podcast but it's good to have another cloud solutions knowledge of course kubernetes is something which is now used more and more and that's the one thing i am missing a lot when i work on cloud now i i used to work on kubernetes before but now because of uh, more and more projects related to cloud coming to me i am not getting chance to have something to do myself on kubernetes as an hands on but of course if something comes up to me and i'll perform that part i will for sure share my learning experience or anything new which i came up during working on that aspect as well and finally i tried chat gpt as well i was a bit reluctant initially not that of course supportive of the idea of using ai to find the solution for your design problem or finding solution for the for your code if it's not working instead of debugging yourself you are having a help from ai solution but anyhow it's uh, always good to keep up with trend i don't want to feel like that grumpy old man who hates the idea of using ai i tried it and it did give me some of the good answer some of the things which i asked related to technocoffee it was not able to give and it brutally gave me honest opinion that either technocoffee is not popular or you are not asking me the right question i know i am asking the right question but maybe technocoffee is not popular but anyhow it gave me an honest opinion and i have to make it popular now i think that's the only way chat gpt is going to answer about technocoffee in future but anyhow yeah i tried chat gpt and it's a good experience like i said it's uh, it's not the question about whether you should be using it or not whether it's morally correct or not if everyone is using it you have to go with the flow at least you have to get an understanding how it really work uh, if you are sticking to something which is which you know that uh, people are slowly moving on to the new stuff and you are still sticking on to the old technologies old stuff then of course you will be faced out with time i'm not sure how linux survived for past 30 40 years but 
everything cannot be linux and something with time do phase out so that, that's the only reason i try to use chat gpt and i want to learn more about ai and all this stuff how it really works and how you can make use of it on personal front i finally passed my driving exam so i am officially now authorized to drive in united kingdom i kind of cheated with the exam I am driving on my international license for past 6 months so it was not that tough for me of course I have to revise and learn the rules and regulations of United Kingdom because traffic of course is completely different the way rules are made are completely different from other countries so I I had to learn more and more about those rules but it was not that tough as in the driving itself so I passed it on my first attempt without any driving instructor or driving lesson so kind of achievement and kind of uh, feel good news for myself yeah that's one of the good news i wanted to share with you guys all right before we start with today's episode let's have a quick break okay welcome at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com/purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24/7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back, so like I mentioned before in the introduction that we will be covering data classification first. Now data classification by name itself you can understand that it is some kind of mechanism to classify your data now i mentioned before that first we have to understand why it's important it was important always to classify the information to classify the data even classify your inventory what kind of server or what kind of data center or what kind of machines you are running in your infrastructure it was always important because this way you can you can understand what kind of things are deployed into your architecture or what kind of information are stored or who owns what particular aspect of the organizational infrastructure it is more and more important now because as we are moving to the cloud we have to make sure that everything is recorded everything is is having some kind of tagging with it it's important not only because of security but it's also important because of costing as well you can easily determine if uh, if a particular machine which was deployed by a particular engineer but he left the organization already so you can remove that infrastructure from the system instead of that machine always created and keep on compiling the cost for your organization so even for costing even for dividing the cost between different business units or different organizational division it's quite important to have a proper classification of inventory it's also equally important to classify your data as well now what kind of files or who is owning that file whether they are confidential or whether they are non confidential whether they should be on the cloud or whether they should be on prem or what should be the retention period of those files or those particular information whether you want to keep it forever or you want to keep it for 6 months and remove it you can do all these kind of processing all these kind of uh, solutions you can implement related to encryption related to data loss prevention data security only when you classify your information only when you have good classification of data this will make sure that the kind of solution which you are putting in place is actually giving you the required result if you have the proper data classification now when we cover about why it is important 
let us discuss about how we can have different categories or how we can actually implement different type of data classification models. Of course, first and foremost, the basic thing is who owns the data. So you can classify based on one criteria, which is the owner of the information or owner of the file, owner of the data. You can, of course, classify based on the confidential and non-confidential as well. You can classify based on retention policies. So if particular file or particular information should be kept for one year or should be kept for six months, anything related to time period, you can classify based on that as well. Another set of criteria, which is now more and more relevant is the location of the data. You can classify your data based on location where it's stored. It was not that important when you were having everything on-prem, you were having an everything locally inside your office premise. But now on the cloud, it's quite important that you should tag your machines, your, you should tag your data, your files with the location where they are stored. So it can help you determine whether some information which is supposed to be in particular region is still there or it's not by mistake uploaded to another region or another location. So that's one of the key criteria which is coming more and more relevant as we move into the cloud-based data storage systems. There are a lot of challenges of course when you're storing data on the cloud and how you want to classify them because we have now divided the roles, divided the administration responsibilities. So multiple users from their laptops will be uploading and downloading information. And you need to make sure that they are tracked. You need to make sure that they are classified properly. And one of the key solution, which I feel should help is metadata or tagging of that cloud information, cloud data with the relevant information. So you should, instead of having one tag with name and with the name of uh, name of the file or name of the data or name of the machine, instead of that, you you should be having at least six or seven tags which will be defining properly about that infrastructure who owns that file where should it be kept what kind of what kind of retention policy is associated with that particular file or that particular information so you have to make sure that you are putting more and more tags into anything which you are creating on the cloud whether you are uploading your files whether you are uploading the information whether you are creating new machines whether you are creating new database anything you are doing onto the cloud you should be tagged and that's one of the key criteria or one of the basic solution which you can implement when you are ensuring that data classification is implemented onto the cloud. And when we are talking about the confidentiality of the data or whether a particular data is confidential or non-confidential, we should also discuss about various PII or personal identifiable informations as well. PII are nothing but your name, your social security number or your biometrics data, your information which are completely private to you and they shouldn't go in the wrong hands or they shouldn't be made public at any cost. PII or PHII, like your health records, they are considered as sensitive information and sensitive information should always be tagged with particular label that they are sensitive. Otherwise, even by mistake or someone knowingly can reveal that information or can upload that information onto the public portal, which is of course against regulatories or against the framework which all the organizations try to deploy related to data protection or, or to ensure that information with them or data Data of, uh, data of consumers with them is always private. So sensitivity of information related to PII or PHII is quite important and labeling that information correctly will make sure that you then implement proper solutions to keep them secure, keep them inside the confinement. So now let's discuss about IRM, information rights management. 
And one of the example I gave you into the introduction itself is even though you own the app, you own your, you have logged in into your app with your bank credential, still sometimes you cannot take the snapshot on your mobile device. And that's one of the example. Some of other example, if you are working in, in an organization with an advanced level of IRM solution implemented, I had this in one of my organization as well, where even no matter in which format, either as attached PDF or into the mail body itself, or even in encrypted file, if I try to send information related to my social security number, my email used to bounce back because it was treated by Microsoft as undeliverable item because I'm trying to send something which I should not be, which I'm supposed to not send. So that's one of the Microsoft's IRM solution, which my company have purchased and that ensure that no one is able to send any information related to social security number openly from their email. So IRM, like name suggests, or like I told you with the examples as well, it makes sure that if you are storing something, if you are keeping some information with you on your device, whether it's mobile device, whether it's your workstation, you shouldn't be able to just openly distribute it. Everything is being controlled. Everything is duly managed and proper security controls are there in place to make sure that information is confined there. Now, of course, to make sure that this solution work, you need various tools as well. So maybe you have to deploy some agents on your workstation, or maybe you have to make sure that app itself will have the ability or will have the permission to take control of your device so that whenever you're trying to send some information out of that device to someone else which you are not supposed to send then it will block it there itself so your app will be kind of acting as a admin of your device and that's another way to implement it there are a lot of tools like i said one of the tool is Microsoft have their own email IRM solution, which makes sure that you're not able to send any information using your email to the outside. Question comes again, what are the objective? Why we really want to do it? Why it is required? Again, everyone is using or accessing information from their devices. We are working in this kind of business model these days where you can do more and more things from your end device, from your mobile device, from your tablets or laptop. So there should be some solution in place to make sure that those uh, files which are on your device, they are also managed by the organization. Just understand if you are storing some information onto the cloud, they are encrypted. Of course, because uh, because your cloud infra engineer or cloud security team have made sure that information stored on the cloud are encrypted. But when you download that information onto your local system, when you download those files onto your workstation, then you are kind of owner of those files. You have the organization's information and you can freely send them across to anyone, which ideally you shouldn't supposed to do it. So that's why it's important to have IRM solution. So one of the objective is to make sure confidentiality is there. Another objective for keeping a good IRM solution is auditing purpose as well. If your organization is dealing with something, something confidential or is dealing with, for example, PCI DSS data or is dealing with something related to your health records of uh, consumers. So auditors will come in and check that you are keeping those information secure. Just like what is happening in cloud-based solution where you're storing the information, auditors will come and check whether you are making sure that all the encryption technologies are there, you're using the updated algorithms and all. Same way, auditors will check that you have IRM solution in place so that when I download something I on my laptop, I am kind of owner of that. So auditors will come and check what I can or cannot do on the files which I downloaded from the company's portal or from my company's cloud account. So another important objective behind IRM is auditing and make sure that uh, you follow all the compliance and your organization is certified to access or keep hold of consumer related information. 
Now, when we discuss about downloading an information or making sure that information is always intact, always stored properly, we have to consider another thing which we discussed multiple times before as well. But I think it's time to bring it up again when we are discussing about security of data or data security lifecycle, which is retention and deletion of the data. Remember, one of the stages of the whole secure data lifecycle was storing, archiving and deletion. So let's discuss one by one each one of them. One is storing with a proper retention policies. Like I mentioned, everything need to be tagged. When we are classifying an information, we have to tag them with a label that till how long you want to keep that information onto your cloud solution or onto your server or into your whole organization database. You have to define those policies. And once that time period, which is defined in the policy is complete, you need to make sure you either archive it or delete it altogether. So one of the first concept is data retention policies. Data retention policies apply both for data, which is in use, which you are using as well as backups which you are taking for your files sometimes we just forget about the backups which we are doing so we make sure that the files which we are using are deleted when they are not in use or are archived into a particular lock or particular vault where they they are stored for some more period of time before deletion what we sometimes forget is backups we have taken maybe we are taking monthly or quarterly backup of those files as well we have to apply those retention policies on backups as well to make sure that all in use files are having a retention policy archiving and deletion we have to apply same policy for backups we have to retain them for a particular period archive and delete them as well now data retention policies of course depend on sensitivity of the information or classification on, of information what kind of information is there in the data if those are like company records they might be uh, kept for maybe one year or two years if they are financial information maybe for past five years you have to keep them there can be a number of scenarios based on which you determine whether till how long you have to keep those files locked or till how long you have to keep those files into your system before archiving or deleting it. And all those things which we discussed till now, data discovery, data classification, they are relevant when we are determining retention policies because they actually drive and they actually help us in making good decision onto the retention policies. For archiving, it's quite straightforward. We have to keep those information till some time period from our in-use data disk to maybe some backend tape drives or some data lake storage solution onto the cloud, which are not costing our organization much, but which ensure that data is still there. We have not deleted anything. So archiving is pretty straightforward. What is really critical among all these three is data deletion. Now, remember in on-prem stuff, when we are storing everything locally onto our disk, onto our local hard drives, if you want to really go on extreme, we can completely defragment those hard disks and completely shred them all together. In case of cloud, we cannot, of course, go into AWS cloud data center and destroy those hard disks where our data was stored by us. So we have to think about more smart solution. Of course, we have to rely on AWS as well or Azure as well to make sure the data which we are deleting from our side is not kept with them. So we have to understand understand what kind of mechanism they use in backend to destroy the files or to delete everything from the system once we give them authority to delete that. So we have to understand what kind of mechanism they are using. But again, like cloud have shared ownership. So we have to do our bit and rely on AWS for doing their bit as well. There are different ways of disposing the data or the drives which we are storing. One, like I said, physical destruction, which is not possible now in cloud-based solution. Then we have overwriting and encryption. We can do overwriting and encryption in cloud-based solution as well if we know where our data is stored or if we know that how we are keeping our information and there are multiple options to dispose our data or dispose the drives which we are using to store our information we can destroy them physically like i mentioned on on-prem we can use degaussing or overwriting now we can overwrite any 
any disk with more information in case of cloud as you can understand because in cloud we are not sure where aws is keeping our files or keeping our data so we cannot like i said we cannot go into aws data center or azure data center to help us with overwriting the stuff on the disk which we were using before because in backend maybe they are using some sans solution and even they are not sure which particular bit or which particular file is located on which particular disk so we cannot overwrite that stuff onto the same disk in case of cloud computing so we have to rely on crypto shredding now crypto shredding is nothing but using your encryption keys to make sure the data which is now deleted is encrypted with a key which even though someone try to retrieve that data from the deleted state still they will not be able to read it because it's encrypted with a key which we used while we were deleting that information so we are making sure that the thing which we are destroying the thing which we are deleting is still in encrypted phase and even though someone is trying to retrieve it data will still be encrypted and data will not be stolen or cannot be retrieved from the deletion stage itself and of course this whole solution or this whole different data life cycle needs some good monitoring solution so you have to put in place some monitoring mechanism as well so you have to make sure that you are encrypting the information when that information is not in use it is automatically transferred to the next stage of life cycle which is archiving once archiving period is also finished when your retention policy is, is expired then it should be deleted completely so some mechanism should be in place to monitor this end-to-end -end life cycle either you can use some scripts to continuously monitor your end system or maybe you can create if you are using aws you can use lambda serverless functions to continuously trigger and trigger a script to verify whether that file is still there or if if it's into the next phase of life cycle it should be moved to archiving or if it's not then it will force that information or that file to the next stage you need to ensure that you put in place some monitoring mechanism because all these things which i mentioned classification or discovery or tension policies are coming policies they can be done manually but in case of cloud computing and as more and more data is now coming onto the cloud as more and more information is being stored it's quite tough now to monitor everything by human eyes so it's always good to have kind of like automated solution maybe there are a lot of companies are coming with their own automation solution to to make sure this whole life cycle is always secure you can buy anything you can get license for anything you can maybe use some open source solution as well but it's always good to have a monitoring solution to make sure everything is as expected everything is running smoothly without any without any discrepancy and without any issues Alright, that's it for today's episode. In next episode, I'll be covering last topic of data security, which is audibility and accountability of data events. It will be more of theory and it's not a big topic. I just now checked. So it will be covered in, I don't know, maybe five or six minutes and then we'll be moving into domain three. So finally, we have covered domain two almost. And by next episode, we would have covered everything related to domain two. We'll be moving to domain three and hopefully we'll wrap it up. Hopefully soon be covering domain three and domain four. So we can wrap up this whole get certified together program for CCSP part. Then of course, I'll be trying to give my first attempt on the CCSP and I expect something similar from you guys as well. So let's see how it goes. Stay tuned and we'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye and good luck. Thank you for listening to get certified together. If you loved our content, then please like and subscribe from your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss the notification for our next episodes and announcements.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.